Welcome to Geek Out with Angie Beaker Sutton, an ongoing discussion on geeky topics. In this episode, I was at the red carpet premiere of Star Trek Renegades, where I got to speak to some of the cast. First up, we got to talk with Adrienne Wilkinson, who plays Captain Lexa Singh. Beautiful. Uh, I play Captain Lexa Singh. Uh, I am the leader of the Renegades, this new crew that is basically like a black ops team. So we do the missions that have to be done, but that can't be acknowledged by Starfleet. And what drew you to the role? That it kicks ass, and who's going to say no to this? Come on now. (laughs) Do you think uh, women in sci-fi is getting better, the representation? I think sci-fi has always been a place where women have had the chance to shine uh, more so than other genres. I actually think it's that everything else is catching up right now. Next up, my friends at Trek Radio allowed me to use her interview with Robert Picardo. Could you tell me about your role in Star Trek Renegades? Yes. um, I play the engineer who designed the holographic doctor on Voyager, Dr. Lewis Zimmerman. It looks a lot like me, but it, but he's actually gotten older than the holographic doctor because he was a computer program and didn't age. Um, but the real reason I took the job is I get to make out with Sean Young a lot, you know. So that was, uh, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Vic Mignogna, who plays with Cardassian Garrus, is also well known for his voice work, and he gave us some of his time. Tell me about your character. Uh, I play Gareth, and uh, it's a Cardassian character. Which okay. means I spent many hours in uh, makeup, but uh, had a good time on this production. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I mean, uh, you know, I, I also executive produced Star Trek Continues, which is a web series uh, that continues the original series. So the chance to play with all of these people in the Renegades universe was a privilege. That's something I always ask everyone else that I haven't had a chance to ask you. What draws you to the genre? I think I've always been fascinated by what what the future holds, I guess, you know, and different people's vision and uh, imagination of what the future might look like. And, of course, Star Trek, I think, has existed for 50 years because it projected a future that was very optimistic. And, you know, when you look around the world today, we could certainly use some of that optimism. So I think people really, I think they they really uh, are drawn to, uh, to the ideals of people getting along and coming together for a common good. And uh, that's why I think Star Trek has continued. And I think it will continue. And then the crowdfunding. This is like the latest in the long run. It's kind of getting more and more. Well, yeah. And, 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 and uh, yeah, yes. Well, and, and some are more, some are more uh, well-grounded than others, you know. And, uh, and some are more well-grounded than others. But it's, a, it's always great when you see productions making good use of the fans' money. That's what I'm all for. My friends at the Good Nerd, Bad Nerd podcast also chimed in, and we both interviewed Kevin Fry. Why is Star Trek so important in society? Oh, my God. I mean, We come at you hard. You do, and I learned more about Star Trek than I ever... First of all, how to say Star Trek opposed to Star Trek, which I can never, I can never understand how people cannot get that square right there. I mean, come on, the franchise has been going on for forever. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, very near and dear to my heart. So, thank you. What brings you to the genre of sci-fi overall? Well, I was cast in it about two and a half years ago. And so I started having to do my homework. So I went on Netflix and watched about 60 episodes of Star Trek to get an idea. And uh, it's just fascinating to see 
how loyal the fans are worldwide. It's amazing between Comic-Con and up in Vegas. And, you know, this little guy, he, he's just starting to get into uh, Star Trek as well as the Avengers and all the other type of movies like that. And so it's really kind of something to leave on for him. I think it's great. It's incredible. It's it's an opportunity to get things up and running that never ever see the light of day. It's it's amazing, and uh, and it gives the little guy a chance, you know. By this point in the game, the red carpet was busy enough that it made more sense for the three of us to combine our interviews into one. We got to talk to Larissa Gomez. Okay, now tell me a little bit I'm I'm playing Tilea. She's a Romulan assassin. And they, all of these, you know, amazing renegades that he's put together have a very, very intriguing history. And hers is a very noble, passionate history that I'm hoping as this movie goes along and into a series, hopefully, it will unfold. But for now, she's a very mysterious character, so really exciting to see how it all came together tonight. How important is it that Star Trek is for a new generation? It's super important, I think, because it's also back in a series form, which it hasn't been in a, in a really long time. So if this goes to series, I think it will be very exciting because it'll be a return to the kind of the original format, which I think most of the fans appreciate. You know, I appreciate too. <laughs> Next up was the director Tim Russ, who also reprises his role of Tubok in the production. Uh, well, I was actually asked um, out of the blue uh, to come on board and direct it. I worked with Sky Conway on a, on a movie called Star Trek of Gods and Men a few years back, and he called me out of the blue to work on this. And we hadn't even gotten a script together yet for it, and I said, yeah, we'll come on board, I'll play the character again, and also direct it. Well, it's important for a lot of fans uh, worldwide who are very loyal Star Trek fans and they want to see another series on air. And unfortunately, the people that, that decide that are, are the people who own the rights to it and they have to make that decision. So we are doing our best uh, through crowdfunding and a fan support to try to get a project together that would work for a series, you know. Uh, in general, it's changed it tremendously. It's almost like night and day. A lot of projects that would never have gotten funded are now funded. Uh, and those that have a fan base already probably have the best shot at getting funded uh, with enough money to go ahead and make a project like this. So we're very fortunate to have that fan base. Um, and as for independent films in general, um, I just worked on another project recently, another sci-fi independent. We raised money, enough money to shoot this project, and it was not that much, but we had enough to do it, and we actually got it done. So it's, you know, this is how, this is the new world. This is how it's happening, you know? Well, it's, it's, it's important in terms of the fan support worldwide, not just in the United States, but other countries as well, uh, are serious fans of the show, and they really want to see the type of stories that Star Trek is known for to be back on television. It's a very unique series. It's unlike anything else that's been out there before in terms of science fiction. Yeah? Why do you like Star Trek? Why do I like it? 
I love it for the stories. The stories are what it's all about. They've always been what it's all about. Uh, Star Trek is, is a certain degree of social commentary. It's a certain degree of, uh, of exciting future uh, visions of the world and of the universe. Um, and I, I like to see those kind of stories played out. Eugene Bird was there to support his friends and stopped by for a short chat. With the success of Renegade's crowdfunding campaign, mm -hmm. where do you think uh, independent film is heading in new media with streaming? Well, I think it's heading into a, an exciting arena right now. You know, uh, the funny thing is I think that's what we need to do right now. Shrek has not been on television in a very long time, unless it's on BBC America, it's on some kind of syndication. You know, the last one was what, Voyager? Like Enterprise. Enterprise. See, that's how long it's been, you know, because uh, I've been a Trek fan since, you know, TOS. And so and then TNG and all that. So it's just time for us to get one. I don't care if it's Star Trek Academy. I would love it if it's Star Trek Renegades. I just think it's time we get it. If, if it has to be independent, so be it. Star Trek's known for stories that challenge yeah. social morality. Not, not as much action as they try to do with the movies right, right. now. But yeah. So why is it important that we're getting Star Trek back today? Well, I think it's, it's the same thing. You know, I think Roddenberry's whole idea back then was to show you know, diversity, it's to show stories, the human condition, even if it's an alien condition, it's a human condition, it's how we dealt with each other. I mean, Star Trek was always about exploration, whether it was out or within. And I think we are missing that nowadays, you know, because a lot of Trek was innovative. You know, you had the first interracial kiss on television was uh, Nichelle Nichols and um, William Shatner. So there's a lot of great stories that still need to be told, innovative ideas need to be told, and just showing everything in a different light. I think we need Trek back. She's the captain. I know, I'm a huge sci-fi genre. I'm not, why? I think that basically what I said, I mean, we t you can tell stories. It doesn't really matter about whether a person is short or what their gender is, what their orientation is. Uh, it's always about stories, and sci-fi gets to tell those stories in so many different, unique, and creative ways. And we... You, I think it's the one genre that you can do everything in, whether it be fantasy, sci-fi, it encompasses everything. That's why Sci-Fi Channel is like one of my favorite channels, because um, I think we, I think you, there's no limits to what you can do in sci-fi. Celia Scott, who plays Lex's mother, was up next. So, um, Star Trek is known for uh, pushing the envelope, challenging social uh, norms. Why is it so important that we have this show back on television today? You know, I, I think the real medium for Star Trek, the movies are wonderful, but I think it's really as Gene intended it to be as a series, uh, so it can stay topical, um, so it can keep uh, introducing those, those concepts that you were talking about. Um, it's done so much for, it's done so much for human rights, or, you know, since its inception, and uh, I think it's just very important and uh, good to keep it on TV. I do, yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah, I mean, there are so many different avenues that it could go down. It could do the, you know, traditional network TV route. It could be internet, which, I don't know, I'm even a little bit more excited about it being an uh, internet series. We have so many great outlets now for that. Um, new media, so a lot of possibilities. And just how is it being 
being a part of something with such a long legacy? Oh, it's so fabulous. I've been a fan forever and ever. My dad is a huge Star Trek fan. It's just been absolutely delightful to be a part of that universe. Thank you very much. funded by fans. It's like the fans are a producer uh, in a way. Uh, but it is a professionally done pilot and it is, um, you know, CBS is going, has first rights to look at it. And, uh, but I, I think it's a really great, great thing now that crowdfunding in general is making things possible that weren't possible before to give the fans what they really want to see. Jason Matthew Smith, who plays bad guy Malbon, talked about what Trek means to him. Tell me a little bit about what draws you to the genre of sci-fi. Well, uh, well, let's see. I, I uh, started out with uh, Star Trek, uh, the J.J. Abrams reboot. I uh, played uh, the character at Cupcake. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's actually Lieutenant Hendorf. Uh, but uh, I had that whole fight with uh, Kirk in the bar and then later arrested him when he came on the Enterprise in the uh, first one. And then we went on a little secret mission to capture Khan in the second one. So uh, that's kind of how I got involved with this. Uh, you know, some of the friends in the Star Trek universe uh, called me and asked me to be a part of this project. So I said, why not? I'm playing uh, in this, I play the part of uh, Malbon. And one of the bad guys. So. Exactly. Now, obviously, you're already a part of this vast legacy of the Star Trek. But what's sure. it like to not just be in the movies, but now in uh, hopefully what will be a, a series? Yeah, I I think it's extraordinary. I think it's long overdue to uh, get another Trek series out there. Yeah, everybody wants it. It's just a matter of you know timing and making the powers of BC that there's a, a vast need for, for a new series to happen. And I think this one takes the best of all worlds, of all generations of uh, Trek, you know, going back to uh, the original series. So uh, hopefully we can keep it rolling. There definitely seems to be a fan appetite for it, so. What do you, what do you think of how media is changing with crowdsourcing and online streaming? It's really remarkable, isn't it? Like Kickstarter and uh, what's the other one? India, Indiegogo. It's, it's just you know you can, you can take something from obscurity if you got a good idea and and suddenly you know you get like this crowd of people behind you that says yeah we want to see that we want to make that happen and, or the opposite say no we don't want that and it's kind of really up to the people you you know you're giving people exactly what they want and. Uh, I, I think it's so cool. It's like you're building in your audience too, because you know if you're putting down money for it, you're definitely gonna want to see it. So it helps. Uh, it definitely helps give us more opportunities because obviously there are fewer and fewer opportunities with these studios going to big tentpole movies. You know, so. Our last interview was with Rico Anderson, who plays Boras in the production. So Star Trek has been such an important part of society for generations. Yes. Why is it so important that we get it uh, back and today? Well, we have a whole new generation of people, and you know it's important to keep that 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 
the, the show alive. It's, it's important to keep the, the vision alive and just the fun of it all alive. I mean, we have a whole new series of films that are coming out now that are uh, introducing 50 years of Star Trek to, to a new generation. Uh, we have 50 years of TV shows and movies, and it's, 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 it's an exciting time right now. Plus, we have independent uh, production. So, you know, it, it, it's only just adding to what's already incredible in, in the world of Star Trek. Not to mention comic books and movies and audio series and stuff like that. I mean, this is a really exciting time right now. Well, I think what it's doing is it's definitely letting people know that there is a more, there's a bigger crowd out there, and you should really consider everybody. I mean, not just not just in prosthetic makeup either, but you know, just I mean, come on, it's the world that we live in, and that should also be reflected in the shows that we produce, and in the shows that we cast, and in the shows that we uh, strive to be a part of. So I think from the production side to in in back of the camera to in front of the camera. It's important to keep that in mind. And it's also just the world that we live in. So in honesty, it shouldn't even really be an issue. It should just be what is. It, it always should be what is. So I, I think, I, I believe that, especially with, with, with having independent productions and, and crowdfunding, we can continue to introduce that. And it also helps to let Hollywood know that, that it's sorely wanted, needed, and is important. So. Yeah. Where do you see the future of this? In five years, where do you see this kind of uh, independent filmmaking and, and genre and all that? In five years? In five? Okay, five, ten years. I see it being a part of what is and and what will be. Um, I, I see, you know, new media is a fascinating thing now. It, it's opened up the, it's opened up so much as far as. Uh, being able to put your content on different uh, venues, not just YouTube, but Yahoo and Xbox and and all these other places. So I, it it just it just continues to open it up and and let people know that you can do it yourself and you can put it up anywhere you want. So. Renegades is a television pilot to be presented as an online series. More information about the production can be found at StarTrekRenegades.com. Thanks for listening to Geek Out with Angie Fiedler Sutton. The theme song is Schoolyard Haze by Jerry Pitkukin, available via the Free Music Archive. The podcast is recorded in partnership with Sci-Fi for Me Radio and released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License. Links for more information on all this are available on angiefsutton.com.